Justice League review and guess who's back? Tom is back. I'm here. I'm finally here. Hey. Hi. It's, he he's been gone for a couple episodes. I yup. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. And I want to go ahead and and state right now, 22 seconds into the podcast, this is nothing but spoilers. So if you haven't seen Justice League, the film Justice League that came out like recently. Shut this off before you get mad and send us messages and blah blah blah. Just there's a lot of spoilers here, so oh, no know. one's seen Justice League, so no one's listening to this episode. <laughs> I just feel oh, like damn. I feel like you have to do that sometimes, though. And that was really mean. Thanks, Warner Brothers. <laughs> um, all right, yeah, what Tom said is heavy spoilers. We're gonna be breaking down. The movie, talking about things we liked, didn't like, um, and going from there, uh, a lot of a lot of good things to talk about, a lot of bad things to talk about, and then some. Well, let's just for a conversation. Let's just let let the conversation lead us where we're going to go. So, how do you want to start this off? Like, let's. Let me just start off with your our overall impressions. I don't know what you guys think of the movie. Like I haven't had a conversation with you guys since you guys saw the movie last night. Um, where, where do you guys? Where do you guys? Where does Justice League stand for you, Kyle? Oh, you want to start with me first? Yeah. Wait. Okay. Stop. Stop. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I want to go first because I want to bring something up about Kyle really quick after that. All right. Like, do it. I overall, overall. I liked the film. It had problems, and that's fine with me, but I liked the film. And, like, I guess that's the most generic way I could put it, but, I mean, as an overall, I, I, I dig it. It was cool for me. Um, but what I want to say about Kyle is, if you don't listen to us, and this is for some, if this is the first time you've heard us, uh, Kyle went into Justice League blind with no trailers, no spoilers, no anything like that. No so, photos, no pictures, no right, posters. Right, right. So that's why I want to, I, I really want to hear what Kyle thought about it, especially going in with, like, virgin eyes. Right. Yeah, I basically went into that about as pure as you could possibly be in this day and age of the, of the internet and all that. And just kind of like a, just like a really brief kind of what my thoughts are. I actually liked it. I thought it was actually, really? I, I was, Actually, impressed. I thought it was a pretty Ooh. fun and entertaining movie. I am super surprised because which, which I is weird because I've been super critical of everything yeah. DC's been doing over the past year, and I thought they actually brought brought some of the goods this time. But I mean, like Tom said, there are issues, and we'll get into that. But I thought this might be my second favorite of DC movies so far. Maybe. Really? I mean. Time will tell, but so far that's kind of where I'm feeling. That's kind of what I'm feeling. I know I've known Kyle for what have I known you for like five years now, six years? It's been that long. We're we at five uh, years. Six years. Um, 
And Kyle is someone who, if you don't have a, if you're not telling a good story, it doesn't matter what, what, who's in it, he's going to hate it. So I'm actually kind of surprised because I'll, I'll give like a little like sentence. I thought the narrative was kind of thin, but uh, if you want to continue on, what, did, what, what, for, for you, what did you, what did you like about it? And then we'll just kind of go around the table. Yeah, just kind of just kind of uh, talking about what we like so far. Uh, my favorite aspect of the movie would probably just be each of the individual characters. I thought they did a good job with Ben Affleck this time. Wonder Woman was great as always. Uh, I actually really liked Ezra Miller's Flash. I was kind of apprehensive at first because, I don't know, something did, when I first saw him in uh, BVS, I was just like, eh, I don't know. But no, he, he was really good. I liked him. Jason Momoa's Aquaman was badass. Uh, I liked him. Wish I could have got a little bit more from him, but wasn't really disappointed or anything. Uh, and Ray Fisher's Cyborg was pretty good too. I liked him as well. I, all the char- all the main characters, I was thoroughly impressed with. That's not, that's not to say I liked all the characters. I mean, there's others that I'm a little disappointed in, but we, we can get into that. Um, Who? <laughs> uh, are you? Is that? Are you satisfied with? Let's. You want? Can we go to jump to Tom? Do this roundtable? Yeah. Um... I think that Cyborg was the most, like, he he wasn't the most standout, but I think he was, like, the silent, I really, really like that guy for me. Um, I went into it, I'm not, like, a huge Cyborg fan or anything like that, I don't read, I don't read, like, any comics he's in, Um, but the way that he, like, really was the tech guy and like the leader of the team almost like he was like the silent leader of the team. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Um, his character blew me away. Uh, wonder woman was amazing. Of course we already seen that. And I do like the way that they did loop Ben back around to kind of a little bit of a more down to earth, happier guy instead of the sad guy all the time. I mean, he was still kind of sad, but he had some human interactions in this film. I think that helped out a lot. Um, and Ezra Miller's Flash just killed it. I, I'm, I'm pretty much saying everything Kyle said. I'm sorry, but it, I mean, it was that was the best. It, it was more of a character film than it was. It was a more of a character film in like showcase of powers, their powers, than it was like those characters like really in depth with a awesome story. It was more of like an individual character film with a team. I'm just rambling at this point. Um, to me, it felt like this was Justice League Unlimited ripped from like the cartoon onto the big screen. Yeah. I really, I really loved the character interactions. I loved the, I actually really loved the um, Danny Elfman score. Like, I know I'm going to get a lot of hate from that, but that whimsical score that he gives for The Flash, hearing the Batman theme again, hearing there's a moment in the movie where you hear the classic John Williams theme um, where Superman's kind of, like, semi-evil taking on the Justice League. Um, I really dug those elements. I love the interaction. It has probably my all-time favorite uh, non-costume scene of these heroes put together. Um, but 
let, let me let me talk about that scene. It's it's where they're in the Batcave, and it's Wonder Woman and Bruce talking, and you can see that uh that Bruce is like, look, we really have to do this, and all this stuff, and you know, Diana's talking about, you know, like. Uh, we can't do it. I don't, it's, I've only seen it twice, so I, I can't remember every little thing that they do. But Bruce is like, well, where have you been? You know, you've been around for almost a century, and I've never heard of you until I saw, until Lex Luthor showed us a picture of you. Yep. You should you should be a light of the world or something. And and then, you know, and then he brings up that Steve Trevor, and she pushes. Yeah. That that was actually what you're talking about was uh, he that was where he started the whole Steve Trevor thing. He brought it up there. He said, "Yeah." Until Lex Luthor dug up a picture of your boyfriend, and then she I, or something along the sorts like, and then yeah, that led up to the big push thing. That was awesome. I really I really enjoyed that. Like it's my favorite non costumed moment in any of these comic book films that we've had. And that goes across like X-Men, the Avengers. It's these characters that we know of without their mask on and they're acting like, you know, as human as they can be. I mean, Cyborg obviously isn't um, a human. He's a, he's a robotic, you know, cybernetic organism. But with that being said, like just having that interaction and Bruce is doing this really nuanced scene, like where he's like, like using his hand and put like he's getting really into and one of the things that I thought was weird about the 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 reviews of Justice League is like, well, Bruce Ben Affleck, I almost said Bruce Wayne, Ben Affleck doesn't give like a good performance. And I just like what maybe we maybe there's like a scene or two where I thought that he was kind of, you know, uh running through the motions, but for the most part, I really enjoyed what he was able I got to see more of Bruce. Something that I really lacked in BVS and in Suicide Squad as well, because when we got to see him. But his Bruce, like I really enjoyed that. I like the action. Like I said, I like the Danny Elton score, which I'm I'm sure I'm gonna get a lot of people to to not agree with, but that's personal taste. They did they did show a little bit of the the show. We did hear a little bit of the Man of Steel uh, theme when they opened up the Kryptonian chamber in Metropolis. I like that. There's just a lot of good stuff that I enjoyed. I, I liked. I really liked Ezra Miller. I thought he was a standout. I, I, um, I liked that they, as as much as I harped on the Lois Lane stuff in BBS, I actually kind of wanted to see more of her arc in this movie. I want to see a little bit more. I know Tom's shaking his head. Nope. Uh, it was like good. That. that was perfect Lois Lane. That was like <laughs> the perfect amount sprinkled in. I, I get it. They had to use her to, to make Superman happy. Like, yeah, that, that makes sense. And she I, was the big gun. Yeah, like, I was really worried. Like, I remember the last trailer breakdown Justin and I did. Sorry, Kyle, you weren't there. But the last oh. trailer breakdown with the uh, the scene in the field and stuff where they talk, and then it, it wraps up and she grabs her pillow uh, it made it look like a dream sequence, and Justin and I were talking about, oh, it, of course, Zack Snyder dream sequence, but it definitely turned out to be something much different. And where did the line go where he was like, I take that as a yes? Remember I that? Know. It's, uh, obviously, that, they, cut, they cut that down, so... Um, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> where did that go? Um... um I'm trying to think of like other things that I really liked. I like the interaction between Alfred and the team. I really like the scene on the plane with Alfred and Bruce 
and Bruce is like, like, look, like, like, I know you don't recognize this world. We, you, you don't have to recognize it. I just have to save it. Yep. Like seeing that Bruce was good compared to like BBS. I like that he had actually had like, we, I don't feel like we had like a three act arc from the two movies, but he definitely had like, like a redemption, I guess you could say in justice league. Um, like he kind of realized like, look, I made mistakes. Like I'm trying to reconcile those things. And he, you know, he said it a, a few times to Diana and Diana's like, you didn't like, I was there next to you. Like you didn't kill him. You didn't get him killed. Um, so I don't know. There's a lot of stuff. I'm trying to think what else did I really enjoy? I like, I think I said, I like the action. Um, there's a, I really, I really like those fucking end credit sequences. Can we start talking about that, or do you want to wait till the end? We can go into it. I don't care. So, so I've seen, I've seen a lot of end credit sequences throughout these shared universes of Marvel, you know, X Men, and to finally see the ultimate credit end credit sequence. Well, we got two in Justice League. The first one was. The Flash and Superman racing, and that then, one was actually pretty good. The the race I, I, one. I, I enjoyed it. Like if that would have been like the end credit sequence, like the like to kind of like end the movie, I would have been satisfied. But I was like, you know, that's kind of a good way to kind of like end this film. But then all of a sudden, do you think we're ever gonna find out though? Like who uh, won? Do you ever the next you, the next time they do a Justice League movie? They're just gonna all be like in a Denny's eating brunch. I think I I hope so. That would be the smart move. But do you think we're gonna find out? I really I mean I really hope so, and I hope they do what Kyle just said. But man, but go ahead go ahead on to the next one. So I I went to the fan screening and like you saw like like the lead up to their, it looked like they're in Arkham and they're like, Luther, you know, you better turn, you better blah, 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 or I'm going to have to come in there. And, uh, and so he turns around and it's not Luther. Like we all knew it wasn't going to be Lex Luthor. Like, come on. Like, and then you see like this, like the very next thing after you see the guy laughing is like this sword. I was like, I, and you couldn't really tell what it was at first. Cause you're kind of like, what is it? What, are, what am I looking at? And then, like, you see, like, the camera, like, is, like, on, like, the speedboat going towards the yacht. And you see, like, Deathstroke. I was like, no, that's not fucking Deathstroke. And I'm, I'm getting all excited because I'm like, oh, my God. There, no, no way. There's fucking Deathstroke. And then all of a sudden, it's, like, the slow walk up the steps. Like, and you see Deathstroke. And everybody in my theater went, <gasps> and they started cheering. It was fucking amazing it was so awesome um and you know to see him pull his mask off joe manganello pull his mask off he's in the he, he looks exactly like comic book perfect deathstroke and you see him talking to lex luthor he's like they gotta leave we need to leave you know talking about the injustice league i could not i just could not believe how amazing that sequence was that to me like, I, I'm not trying to be hyperbolic here, but that has been the best, the most satisfying end credit sequence I've ever seen. That probably t that that tops to see Nick Fury at the end of Iron Man. It was so amazing. And you guys want to talk about that? Uh, um, I mean, you kind of just hit the nail on the head there. Like, that is probably one of the best 
fan teases I've seen in quite a while, if, if not like ever, uh, as far as the post credit scene goes. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of Jesse Eisenberg's like Luthor, but seeing him there was kind of cool. I'll, I'll admit it. I'm willing to put my bottom aside. Everyone that I, when we were rocking out, everyone said like I didn't like I didn't like Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor, but now that he's like looks like Lex Luthor, I dig it. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna go that far, but I'll tolerate it. <laughs> I knew this would happen. I've called this from the beginning. I've I've been a I've been an Eisenberg Michael Sarah's hair supporter. And now that Michael Sarah's hair is gone, he can full Eisenberg, and I think we'll be all right with Lex Luthor. Um, this is, I I just like hope and I just hope, really really hard, that they can keep this together for, the Maganello, Deathstroke, with Lex Luthor. I want to see like Lex Luthor suit up, in the suit. In the mech suit. In the mech suit, right. And, and, like, put the league together and square off against the league. That's where we got to go from here. And if they can just please keep the lineup they have. If it takes ten years, then so be it. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I don't want to wait like that. But, I mean, uh, it. I'm really... that That was a whole... That was definitely a treat. It was more than an Easter egg. It was. It was just. It was like. It was an extra piece of cake for no reason. Like here you go. Did, what did you guys like after you saw? It, did you guys look at each other? Did you guys high five? Like. Oh was... yeah, I wasn't being quiet at all. I was like, what? Every time they like showed something, I was just like, what? <laughs> And uh, then he pulled his mask off, and I was like, "Why?" And Kyle just starts laughing. Like when the scene first started, and you like see Deathstroke in the boat, you're like, "Nuh-uh." Nuh-uh. 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 Yeah, yeah. I'm not crying. You're crying. I'm not crying. You're crying. Yeah, dude. Oh yeah. Oh. That. Oh yeah. I was not being well. All the lights were up and stuff, so I felt like it was it was okay if I was kind of loud, and I wasn't like terribly loud, but. It was it was so much. I was just like, no, no, oh. Did you stand up in the middle of that scene and just stand there? Almost. <laughs> I I really almost did. Uh, it. I really wanna. Uh, I really wanna go see it again. I'm gonna try to go see it again. I'm gonna see if I can find like an empty theater to see it in, and take my kid to see it because there's really nothing bad in that movie at all. Like it's actually a pretty kid-friendly movie if they can sit through the boring adult parts, you know? It's just superheroes beating up a bunch of man bugs. I don't think that'd be too much of an issue. I mean, controversy about the runtime all aside, I thought it was actually a pretty fast-paced movie overall. Yeah. Uh, a lot faster than Batman versus Superman or Man of Steel anyway. Like, there's a lot less downtime. A little bit more, you know, let's just let's just get to the next scene here. Kind of, kind of, kind of stuff. Um, was there anything else that you guys really enjoyed? I mean, we kind of glossed over. We glossed over um, everything. Um, like our thoughts. What did you guys think of uh, hearing the Dan- Danny Elfman score from Batman and hearing the John Williams Superman theme? And then, like, what what are your guys' thoughts on that? I'm still, I mean, it was when the only thing that really got me 
that I liked, that I that I found that I liked a lot, was the Batman stuff. Like it would cut to him in the Batmobile, and you would get the da da da, da you know, like the the Batman theme. And that one really hit home with me. I didn't think I was gonna care. Uh, I in in some of the uh, trailer breakdowns and stuff, I remember Justin and I got into it well not got into it, but like we we just kind of we just kind of like debated two different sides of the danny elfman music we were like i i didn't really care justin's really diehard for it and into it and i find myself after seeing the film that i, I care a little bit more about it and i i did enjoy it it was nice um what did you guys think of Seeing J.K. Simmons as Gordon, there, there wasn't and enough was, of him. Yeah. yeah, sorry, Kyle. Go ahead, dude. No, like I was, I was happy to see him. Um, I kind of wish we got to see a little bit more of him, but I understand why. You know, there's, there's so much other stuff going on that you know we gotta cut some screen time somewhere. But uh, yeah, like if uh, he does end up sticking around and we get more Gotham scenes with him in it, I would be totally down. I thought he did a pretty good job in the part, even though it was pretty minor. Not, you know, he definitely doesn't get as much screen time as Gary Oldman or anything like that. But if if the time comes, he does get a chance to have like as much of a presence as Gary Oldman did. Then yeah, let's let's go for it. I'm down for it. Um, what did you think of the action set pieces? Did did they work? Would you? And then I'll I'll lead into the CGI because that's <laughs> something. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like, the actual set pieces themselves wasn't super into. Like, the first big one was uh, where they're, like, underground in that tunnel. That was just kind of whatever, because, you know, like, I was like, oh, it's just a flat kind of circular area in the dark. You know, it's pretty easy to film there. But uh, then the other one they did was they were uh, they were in Russia in that, like, abandoned town with the nuclear plant or something. Eh, you know, it just kind of felt like any other abandoned city from all these other movies. Like, it wasn't really stand out. It was just like, oh, city wreckage, okay. Ruins and uh, rocks and normal stuff. You know, nothing really stood out. It's not like we had any fights in space or... There was a little tiny sequence where there was, like, some underwater fighting, but it was, it was pretty brief. So, again, I don't really put too much weight on that. I didn't um, care for that underwater fight scene. I really didn't. It was weird. I just didn't... I mean, I get it. It was underwater. I thought, like... I, I, I thought what they did with the air bubble, like, the little bubble they made, <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool because it kind of broke up the weird water... Sh like, water camera shooting they were... I don't know. They need James Cameron or something. I don't know, dude. <laughs> do, we, do we know if uh, James Wan was... Had anything to do with that sequence, or uh, I think that's all. Sex. Was all sex there? Yeah. Okay, because um, I'm because I'm gonna be honest. Like, if that's how the entire Aquaman movie's gonna be, yeah. Like, uh, uh, I, don't know. <laughs> uh, um, I wanted so to say something really quick about we we were talking about J.K. Simmons. Like, I think Henry Allen had more screen time than J.K. Simmons did. I think you're right. I, I really, really like that sequence, actually. I really like it. Yeah. Uh, Billy Crudup as Henry Allen. What does that, that? that guy do? What has he done? Where is he from? 
You don't know what Henry Allen has done? No, 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 Billy, Billy Curtup. Where is he from? Oh. I like, I know where he. But I can't place it. I don't, I don't know, but he was like Doctor Manhattan, Watchmen. Okay, cool. I got it. <laughs> I was supposed to surprise to see the character in there. I didn't actually think we were going to get like really anything out of Flash's backstory, but no, there's actually quite a bit, quite a few scenes with him and his father there. So I, I appreciate that. Um. All right, so now on to the bad, and I want to start. I, I do. I, I have a lot to say. Um, the CGI and Justice League was done by Way to Digital. And if you've seen War of the Planet of the Apes, and you thought you were going to go into Justice League thinking you were going to get something as good, if not better, you will be disappointed. And let's start with the like the obvious CGI stuff. Steppenwolf. Really didn't work for me. Um, Who? Who's Steppenwolf? Saran Hines. Like, uh, he's like, the, no, he's, I, don't, I don't even remember Steppenwolf in the movie. <laughs> he was that forgettable of a character. Um, like, I holy this... crap, was he just the most generic, bland villain you could possibly introduce to this movie? It was like it was like they pulled a Marvel villain out of the Marvel. Seriously, like, and like he, was, he was more generic than the villain from Thor two. <laughs> Do you remember that guy? No. Nobody remembers that guy. <laughs> um, the CGI of Steppenwolf. I don't understand why they didn't. They had weighted digital. Why didn't they use the same technology that made Caesar look so good and Dawn of the Planet of the Apes or the Planet of the Apes? Why couldn't they do that for this film? It's so bad. Um, and then I have to talk about the issue with Henry Cavill's mouth. If at any point that the people at Warner Brothers thought that that was an acceptable and okay thing to do, well, why didn't why didn't I understand like Paramount said no? Why couldn't they just throw them five million dollars and be like, look, we'll give you five million dollars if we can we can let Henry Cavill shave his. Save it it would have been it would have been cheaper to get him to shave it for this movie and then pay for Paramount for either a fake mustache or CGI or whatever, than do it the other way around like they did. It's so much cheaper to get rid of the mustache and then try to put a new one there later rather than try to hide an already existing mustache. There's a moment where uh, one of my favorite scenes is when uh, Clark grabs Superman, <laughs> Clark grabs Batman, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And it looks like his entire face is like CGI. And he has that great line. He's like, well, maybe the world doesn't need you. Do you bleed? And he, I'm just like, oh, my God, that's such a great line. Yeah. I, that was the one I wanted to spoil for you guys. I thought that line was so amazing. I would have punched your face all the way in <laughs> Texas. I would have mailed you a punch in the face. I would have figured it out. That was, I wanted to spoil that one line from the movie because it was so good. And then, like, it, that moment is so bad. And then, the, the like, they couldn't even fake it with the the kid's video camera at the very beginning. It's that so threw, That threw me off so bad. Oh, yeah. I, I immediately realized that, like, it was a video being done by kids. But I'm like, wait, so if kids are doing this, why is it, like, eye level with Henry Cavill, who's, like, six foot tall? Like, are the kids just, like, <laughs> walking on stilts? Like, what's going Selfie on Selfie stick, dude. <laughs> oh, oh, my bad. Idiot! Is that what the kids do these days? Do you, walking around selfie sticks vlogging. I was I was looking at uh, 
hilarious mouth shots of Henry Henry Cavill and there's actually a, there's a scene I've seen the picture more than once where like he, he's got the cleft chin like the butt chin you know and like the all it looks like all they did was like took his chin and like moved it up on his upper lip and he's got like a cleft nose too <laughs> so like he's just got like this line that goes like straight down his face because like you got the line that goes above your up like on your top lip too so like it just starts at his nose at like in this thin line and then it just gets bigger and bigger to his chin it's so crazy it's, it's so bad it's and yeah. what at what point did they they're like all right let's put the finishing touches on this film how, how does everything look with cgi looks really good thumbs up <laughs> <laughs> it's so noticeable too i've had so many people i was like hey did you see justin Lee? they're like yeah but like what what was up with, with superman's mouth i was like well you can you can thank paramount or tom cruise or one of those guys for Damn really for really doing that like why couldn't they why couldn't they figure out a way in the story where superman comes back to life with a mustache no listen Sorry. He comes back to life. He goes to the Fortress of Solitude for a couple days. Comes back with a full beard. How could they, they could have easily put on a like they could have easily make like makeup on a fake beard, and it would have been so badass to see bearded Superman. Like he could have like super long hair or whatever. Like obviously it was a couple days, but maybe Superman having like super like alien powers. He grows like his hair really, like really fast. I don't know. Like you could have figured out a better way than what the end result of that was. Um, I'm trying to think, what other CGI was just really bad. Like the Parademons were okay. I really liked the like the time the the the. the I always call it the time war. Oh yeah, the, the wormhole, whatever. The boom tube, no, 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 the, like the, the. No, the boom tube. Yeah, that was okay. Um. What would you think of uh, Cyborg's CGI? Because I don't think it was that great, but it wasn't I, as bad as the trailers were at first. I dug no, it. I, I thought it was okay. I really, really liked the CG, like when he was like hacking into computers and stuff. Like when he when he took over the bat or whatever it was or whatever. What was that? I don't remember the <laughs> the bat device. The tumbler. The, the one that crawled through the tunnel. Obviously not, obviously not a mention of uh, the Dark Knight. <sighs> either, either way, when he took over stuff, that was pretty cool. I liked uh, it. was cool. Like towards the end, it showed him working with his dad, and he brought up like the the like the gen the general like the red thing in the center, like how we how we've always known him. He kind of yeah. like made his classic armor. It would have been cool to see the classic armor like in the last battle. That that would have been sweet. But it's good to see that he did it now, and hopefully in the next iteration of Cyborg that we see on film, he's wearing like the classic armor. But I thought it was I good. A, I have another issue. Like, why the hell did they do like the the phony Batman Forever and Batman and Robin? We need a new suit at the end battle for Batman. He got his ass whooped though in that other suit. I, mean, I he know. Was a little bit more protective. Yeah. He and I really like the line where he's like, "Yeah, something's bleeding." <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. 
For that Batman? Yeah. For Batman that to was, crack a good joke? Yeah. That was that was hysterical. Um I knew the movie got Kyle when I like looked to my right and he was like laughing at stuff. I was like, he <laughs> likes this. Some of the jokes actually hit the mark. Some of them not so much. They could have took away a couple of Ezra Miller's like jokes. Like a couple. Like, like like that one joke where he like lands on top of Wonder Woman and they're just yeah. kind of like looking at each other like no. We don't and the climate of sexual harassment and sexual like, you know, misconduct, like that needs to be like at what point we're like, you know what, this is a good idea. That was Compared before to, it all turned out to be was like, aha, oh, the nerd is the... on top of the hot woman, get it? Oh yeah, that uh, okay. It's like and he like hurries up and stands up, like yeah, yeah all right. Like, all right. My favorite flash moment though is when he, they're at they're in Metropolis, and uh, like you see Ezra Miller do his thing, he gets in like the speed thing, and then he starts to move, and he's looking at Superman, and he's, Superman. Got, that, <laughs> and he's got that face on him. I was correct. It was really him. good. It was really Another good. Really really good. Flash moment was uh, a little bit later on towards the end when they're trying to save the people at that Russian village. Yeah. He, he, he manages to get that one car, that family in the car away, and he looks over and there's just Superman flying with an entire like apartment building, <laughs> saving an entire building of people. He's just like, okay, right, nice, well, nice, okay. Um, uh, speaking of Superman, did you guys anything else about the CGI? Obviously, the mouth was a huge issue, and it's really, really maybe that at some point like. Before the DVD Blu-ray release, they can fix that. No. I, so. I mean, the universe is probably going to shut down anyway. So it's done. <laughs> um, any any other issues with CGI before we move on? I mean, just kind of in general, like, this is 2017, and the CGI really shouldn't be an issue these days, especially with the, the kind of budgets are being put in these movies. Like, this, this movie feels like it came out five years earlier than it should have just like, it was worse cgi than spider-man 3 with toby mcguire Ooh. yeah like it, we're, that's the kind of time period we're, th- we're talking about here like it doesn't feel like a 2017 movie it, that cgi was an issue another issue i had was the paper thin like narrative the editing and the pace was an issue. Like, obviously, I liked that the editing was, you know, faster paced, but there needed to be room to kind of like breathe and kind of like take everything in because it was like this scene, that scene, this scene. Like, it was. It, I don't Especially understand. Especially there in the middle. Like, can, can we just talk about how like much of a waste the entire death of Superman actually ended up being in this universe? Yeah. Like, you spend the entire last act of BBS setting up the death of Superman. You do the whole funeral and all that, and then this movie comes around. They're just like, "Guys, we're getting our ass kicked. Want to go revive Superman in like thirty seconds? All right, let's go." <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, that that really is a big payoff. Maybe what they should have done is that whole first act should have been them trying to figure out that way, like steal the Death Star plans from A New Hope, kind of like that would have been amazing. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wrong act. movie. Wrong movie. I understand. I'm just. Saying, I was just kidding. That would have been a better. That would have been a better way to kind of do that. But I agree with you, Kyle. Uh, the narrative was so paper thin. Which it's. I needed more. I needed. I wanted to see more of like. Okay, tell me more about boom tubes. Tell me more about Steppenwolf. Tell me more about. 
how the mother boxes work. There was not enough time to really, they never really established that. Because a lot of people, a lot of like people who are comic friends fans are like, how do the boom tubes work? What's a boom tube? What's this? What's that? What, what's the mother? Why does he call them, you know, mother this, mother that? I just, I was like, well, you know, this is, you know, trying to explain them. Like, they're like, huh? I wish they would have just explained that in the movie. I was like, I, I agree right. with you. There was like one mention of dark side in the entire movie, and it's not even done in a way where you're like, oh, they made a step Steppenwolf, but now dark side's coming. They got a bigger issue. No, they, like, you don't get that feeling at all. And I disliked the. We said it on an episode like way back when it was announced that Steppenwolf was going to kind of be like the big baddie. And we're like, why? And, here, and here's our issue. Like, we called it from that day that. Steppenwolf was was so generic and bland in this film. When we said when we said that it was going to be the issue that we probably have is like not a lot of people know who Steppenwolf is. How bad he's clearly a badass, but the way that he's utilized in these films or this film was clearly uh, not not executed the right way. He kind of felt like. I don't think he was like as bad as like Venom in Spider-Man Three, or a, I'd say he was kind of on par uh, to like Apocalypse and X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah, like he just kind of shows up and he's like, "I'm going to take over the world," and it's like, any particular reason why that's your goal? Like, oh. you just take over the world because that's what you do. Yup. There just happens to already be these three MacGuffins. You can go find that help you do that. So like. And okay. can, can we be done with like the the villain, you know, having a light beam to the sky? Danger uh, close to heaven in this movie. <laughs> um, because that's been happening since like the first Ghostbusters movie that happened in like every Avengers movie. It's happened in Suicide Squad. It happened in this movie. I think it did happen in Apocalypse. Well, I mean, Man of Steel in this one had the whole we got a machine that's going to terraform the earth and change it into something else instead of a light beam to the sky. Cause you know, it's, it's so much better clearly. Like I didn't, I don't, there's a machine that does stuff. I just, I'm tired of like, it's such a lazy way. Like, yeah, we get it. He's going to bring the alien. You're going to have to fight the aliens that aren't even that, like even Batman was kicking the aliens asses. Like clearly. Yeah. He's, he wasn't really having a problem. Yeah. I mean, he caught the one with the friggin' rope right in the beginning, like first act, beginning of the first act. That was, that was pretty cool though, because you got to see. Talk about that scene, The scene at the very beginning where Batman on the rooftop. How badass was that when he's flying around? That was some classic Batman stuff. Like the villain drops the bag, the pursuit goes. Like you think, like all right, the villain's just walking away. Turns around, gunshot, boom. Batman dodges bullets because Batman and but the way that he ties the guy up with the grapple and hangs him off the roof it makes you think like all right what Batman do we have here do we have not putting up with any shit Batman or do we have compassionate Batman? Like, which one? Which one's gonna show his face? Because like, he could have dropped the dude and stopped him two inches from the ground, or he could have talked to the guy 
like into like going home to his family and never robbing a place again or something but instead we see detective batman and like that was what they decided to go with and i was really happy about that in the very beginning the way they did that with that whole chase sequence but then when the parademon showed up the fight was pretty I would say it was pretty pretty good. It was it was above decent for sure. And the the whole net against the building, that was that was cool. I was I was surprised when the parademon just uh like overheated and and disintegrated into nothing. That was that was very interesting. And it was nice to see one like close up and like actually kinda get the time to inspect it and see what it was made of, see what what they would have to deal with later. I, I thought overall that was a very strong start for Batman and in, in Justice League. Um, were there any other issues that you had with the film before we kind of like take this topic into the box office and like where does DC go from here? There was any positives, any negatives, anything that you remember from this film. There was an amazing scene. I, wa I was wondering if you guys caught it. Uh, it was like in the beginning of the big fight at the end, Batman shoots the grapple gun, swings around a pole, and when he does, you get that flash of lightning, and it was a Dark Knight Returns. Straight it up. Badass. It was oh, it was so good. Um, Kyle? Uh, I think we covered a lot of uh, a lot of the big things already. Everything else is really just kind of minor nitpicks at this point, so I really, won't really get into it right now. But uh, yeah, despite, despite having quite a few issues, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie and was quite, quite happy to see it. Um, I, I have some issues with the film, obviously. It was a lot of fun. I had a smile on my face throughout most of the movie. I was like, I'm really digging this. Like, obviously, I wish there was more story, this, that, and the other thing. But uh, it's definitely not the Justice League movie I thought I was going to get, and definitely not the Justice League movie we deserve. We deserve a Justice League movie that um, really doesn't have these issues, that does, doesn't have the flaws, like the technical flaws that it has like you can you can have like continuity issues you can have issues you know with well that didn't make sense like narrative issues but the technical issues that's something that you spend your most of your money on you spend money i mean if you're gonna make a big budget popcorn movie and you ha you're having issues with cgi this and that like what what it, it doesn't make it like i said like as much as I enjoyed the film, I love the film. Is it a good film? Yeah. Is it a really good film? No. Is it a great film? Absolutely not. It's it's akin to Batman Forever. Um, I've come to learn to love Batman Forever. I really dig it. I like. There's a lot of good stuff in it, especially if you see the Red Book edition. There's a lot of good stuff in it. Um, but it's not. That's not the Batman film we deserved in 1995, and this isn't the Justice League film that we deserve in 2017. With everything that they tried to do to pivot away from the negative press of BBS, it's such a mishmash of emotions because there's so much right now that 
we'll get to this in a moment, but there's so much going on right now behind the scenes that, you know, we'll talk about this. Well, any, like, that's kind of how I'm going to, I'm going to walk away from Justice League knowing that as much as I enjoyed the film, I, I love it. I don't think it's great. It's just, it's just good. Um, but it, like I said, it's not, it's not the film that we fans, uh, should have come to deserve because this is the first time all of our favorite heroes are on the big screen. And in 2012, when they got the when we got the Avengers, that's the film that everyone deserved at the time with those characters. And you know, we haven't gotten that yet with these with this DC extended universe. So I, that's what all I'm going to say with my overall. If I were to give it a grade, I'd give it a B, B minus. Solid movie, tons of problems, but it was fun. It was bold. It was been bombastic. Um, it was funny. A lot of good stuff, but that's just it. It was just good, not great. Something I can't believe you didn't bring up, Justin, was the because uh, you're you're really big on speeches. Was the uh, the speech that Batman gave to Flash when Flash kind of had his little breakdown? Like I've never saved I, I, anybody. I've never done this. Like I've just pushed people. Like I don't. I don't do this. And he just save one person, and he's like, and then what? And he said, and then you'll know. And like that was that was really big. I like that scene too because then it's kind of because it's the first time Batman's teamed up with anyone since probably the death of you know yeah Robin, Robin yeah. So, so that kind of like kind of hit me there. You know, as well. But there is a speech that uh, at the very end that's talking that's from Lois Lane that I really, really dug. And the one thing we haven't talked about when I get to at the very end of this is uh, a speech by Lois at the very end. It felt like it was written by Jeff Johns. It talks about, you know, lightness and darkness and what's familiar, what we, you know, we should get. I really felt that I still think that that line that's or those lines that. Or that she says at the very end when you know Bruce and Diana go to Wayne Manor for the first time, and he's like, you know, there's going to be a giant round table with six chairs. That was dancing. weird, yeah. Um, you know, I I really dug that line. Um, it kind of it kind of was like, I, I I'm digging where this is going. Another thing that we haven't talked about was that iconic moment, finally seeing all of our heroes on that like that precipice that about whatever that was by you know it pans around the back and you finally see like the capes billowing see batman next to superman that was iconic that was amazing so um anything else before we kind of like answer some fan questions and get on to correct me if i'm wrong but wasn't some of the early promotional material all focused around uniting the seven yes yeah we only we only got six members of the justice league do we do we know who got cut early on? Any ideas? I'm guessing Green I, Lantern. I mean, we saw a lantern in the. There was a lantern in that flashback at the beginning. It was pretty cool was sequence. Bad. Yeah, that and like how the ring zipped away, and like mm -hmm. yeah, and Steppenwolf just like scoffed at it. It was pretty cool. All right, so are we good? We go with our review, our very mini review, where we kind of glossed over everything. <laughs> More will get brought up in the future as we uh, look back at it. This won't be the first time we've talked about Justice League. Won't be the last. Mm -hmm. Bring okay, on the so questions. From Vermouth is all in at Vermouth. I'm sorry, I don't have all your 
you, you ask questions all the time, so thank you again for your questions. Do you like what the film gave the supporting characters, or do you think they could have done more? And I'll start with Tom. Yeah, I mean, of course, they, they could have done more, for sure. But overall, I'm really pleased with it. I... I'm with I'm with Justin on this. It's at least it's a solid B. It's a solid B, and we could have got a lot more out of the film, but I mean it is what it is, and I'm really happy we have it, and I can't wait till it comes out on on DVD, and like we can enjoy it at home and watch it and find the hidden Easter eggs that we can't really take the time to find. And there was an Easter egg. I don't know if you guys caught it when Barry Allen is going into the to sign the papers. Do you remember that sequence? And there's like a phone and he hits the phone and it's a red bat phone. Get mm, the fuck out, that. really? Yeah. When he signs the papers. Yeah, he signed the papers and he draws. That was, yeah, he draws all, like a, he all over the dude. And the oh. guy hits the phone thing. And it's like a red phone from like the old 66. That's series. cool. I didn't catch that. All right. All right. Yeah, I know what I you're saying. I realized he was, uh, he was answering a phone or something, but I didn't realize it was a bat phone or anything like that. So bad. I was like, oh my God, a bat phone. Very cool. Was, um, I think the, the best thing about Justice League is the character interaction. I thought that they were really well defined. They really got that right. Um, yeah, Kyle's. Uh, I, I think they did a good job of having the entire supporting cast. Definitely, they all provided enough to the overall overall theme there. Um, not even just the members of the Justice League, but like the few times they caught away and they went over to Martha Kent and Lois Lane. That was those were some nice moments. Not too much of it, but I think they had just the right amount of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so I think they did a pretty good job. There was not really anyone where I was like, man, I feel like they kind of got the short end of the stick here. Like they could have spend more time there maybe maybe give a little more more of the spotlight but overall you know considering how large of a the scope of the movie is i think they did a pretty good job of it i mean willem dafoe got hit got shortchanged i mean he's not even in the movie he was supposed to yeah but i guess it's better that we got none of them than just a tiny little more so give him his debut in aquaman um, would you agree that the amount of Hans zimmer superman musical motifs we got was too little yes actually I do. I th- I like that the 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 moment when uh, they go to the the Kryptonian ship at Metropolis and you hear the boom boom. Like I thought that was badass. I w- I would have liked to see a little bit more or heard a little bit more of that. Honestly, the the entire soundtrack, except maybe the '89 Batman theme, was kind of just forgettable for me. Really? None of it really stuck. It just kind of just kind of went in one ear, went out the other. I thought that I, another issue out of the movie, I know we're kind of like getting questions, but the sound mixing was terrible. Like, you could not... The, the, the explosions, like, took away, like, the the emotional, like, core of, like, some of the scenes with... I don't know. That's just my opinion. Um, some of those jokes, man, I really don't know what to think of them. What do you think? Yeah... <laughs> It's, I really get what they were trying to do, and I can't say that I hated it, but could have did with a couple less. We, I mean, we, we talked about that a little bit earlier, but I, I will go, I will reiterate on it. I just, 
they're it's good. It's really good to see. I mean, Batman made a joke, and it was a funny joke. Like, yeah, I bleed. Yeah, something's bleeding. Like that was funny. And, I enjoyed that. And I, even though we seen it in trailers, like the when when Flash grabs the Batarang and says, "You're Batman," and when the bat signals in the air and he goes, that means we got to, I, Oh, Oh, sorry. Like that. I still <laughs> laughed, even though I seen it in the trailers, I still laughed in the theater. When I seen it, there's genuinely funny moments, funny laugh out loud moments in this film. And I'm okay with that. But yes, I could have, I could have did with a few of those not so great a one liners taken out. Like that Superman joke. Yes. That was just bad. <laughs> yes. The one where uh, he and Lois show up at the farm and she's like, oh, you smell good. Like, yeah, I smell dude, good. No, I was like, am, am I missing a reference here? Like, what's what's the joke? Nope. <laughs> it's supposed to be funny? Just chewing scenery. Um, from Drew Keese. Hey, man, thanks for that amazing yeah. uh, article. If you've not read that article from Drew where he kind of breaks down the need for leadership change at Warner Brothers. Um, go to www.shailenoddbatman.com. It's right there in the first one. There's all these films still in development without release dates, like Black Adam, Nightwing, Green Lantern, Flashpoint, Deathstroke, Batgirl, and Batman, which are you still like, which are still going forward? Um, Batman? <laughs> That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Um, I... Honestly, I, I don't know. I, I who the issue right now is that Batman versus Superman made seventy six million dollars more than Justice League, and there was only Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman in it, and Wonder Woman was barely in. We have all the our favorite characters from Justice League, from DC Comics in this film, and it barely did, and it didn't even crack a hundred million opening. That's a huge issue, a huge issue, and people need to be fired over it. There's no issue. There's no question, and it starts at the top. We've been saying it for quite some time that there needs to be leadership, a regime change, empower Jeff Johns, let him do his thing, and this is the result, 96, 94, 96 million, give or take $2 million at the, at the, world, at the domestic box office, and that film – underperformed overseas as well. It was supposed to hit 15 million more overseas than it did. This is a shared universe that currently is not be is not engaging its fans, it's the mainstream audience, and you know, just regular like people who just like like old people who just like, I want to go see a movie. Let's go see this Justice League. Like it's it's a huge issue at the moment. And I'm not trying to say this like I know anything. But when you when your movie that's that cost three hundred million to make, not including the the double the budget for the marketing, barely makes half of it like back on its opening weekend. Like I I mean I don't know what do you guys think? Am I am I wrong here? Like this is a this is a huge issue. I don't think you're wrong and. The truth of the matter is box office numbers do speak very loud, very clear about certain things. And right now what the, what it's saying is general audiences don't want this. 
there is not enough of a market to support these high-budget DC movies since there's just not going to be enough people going to see them. There's not enough interest. Why should they keep investing money into it if they're not going to be making it back? And with all the news like this week of you know the DOJ going after the AT&T uh, merger of Time Warner, like what are they going to stop? What are they going to stop doing if if that billion dollar deal doesn't go through? Hmm, they're going to stop investing in these huge, overly big budget films. Um, there's just a lot of and Kyle hits it right in the nail. As much as we enjoy these films, $96 million is unacceptable. This movie should have easily broken $150 million. I mean, for for Christ's sakes, what did Avengers do this opening weekend? Like $204 million or something? It did like $200 million in its first weekend, and then it still did another $100 million on the second weekend. Kyle, what did you say earlier that Thor 2 made $92 million? Yeah. Justice League beat out Thor 2 The Dark World's opening weekend by $2 million. Thor 2. <laughs> Just let that sink in. Like, the, it's, and like what's coming out next week? We have, there's Coco. It's like a Pixar movie that it's I hear a, is amazing. It's a Pixar movie. It's getting good reviews. It's going gonna, it's gonna to do well. It's going to bring the families in. Mm-hmm. There's an opportunity for its second week out that Justice League will be in fourth place at the worldwide box office. We're That's, like three weeks away from Star Wars as well. No one's going to go see Justice League after Star Wars as well. <laughs> it's it's not good. It's not good. And it all like Tom, do you want to? I'm trying to stay off the soapbox. Tom, go. I don't. <laughs> what, do you I, what am I supposed to say after that? You guys just like put that Tom, on. Pull the something ch- out of your ass. You guys just pull. You put it on <laughs> chopping block and friggin' Bob the butchered it. I don't. She's. <laughs> I mean. It's garbage. It should. It. I don't under. I mean, it's not that bad of a film to me. I don't. I. I thought the hype would have been more for it. We got to see. I mean, regardless of the numbers, we got to see Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, The Flash, and Cyborg fighting side by side. And that's a win for me. So. I just I wish it would have did a lot better and I mean does leadership need to change? I don't know. I'm not like a Hollywood exec. Maybe it does, but I would definitely like to see these films do better and I know that this means the things that we like being these films are not in like critical jeopardy but they're in jeopardy right now because people are making bad decisions with them i guess i guess that's the only way around it people are making bad decisions with dc universe that they're trying to create it's just not getting off the ground i don't know it's been created and why is the ceo meddling in like we need to make this this movie under two hours so we can get as much money as we can get out of it. That is not how you make money. You make money by starting off by making it a good movie, no matter how long it is, no matter how short it is. Yeah, you know those Lord of the Ring movies? No one went to song because they're way too long. <laughs> Said no one ever. <laughs> exactly. Like, it, he needs to just be taken out of this. He needs to be walked. Get, he's going to get his golden parachute. He's going to get all the money that he wants. 
But him, you know, he meddled in. He was reactionary after Man of Steel. He meddled in BVS. He meddled in Suicide Squad. He meddled in Justice League. And what's all? What's been the result of it? Low, low, and underperforming box office. Sweet not, director's cuts. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure we're gonna get for Justice League. I'm sure. I'm sure we're gonna get an extended version of Justice League at some point. That makes me mad. Yep. It's just at this point, the common denominator is it's the guy at the, it's poor leadership at the top. You bring in other directors to kind of come in and fix the issues. What happens? Thirty nine percent Rotten Tomato score, a B plus cinema score. This movie's not going to have a two point five multiplier, so that means it's not going to it's not going to in its second week it's 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 not going to make as much money as it should in its second and third week. It's not good. This this has been a, a a regime that has has been troublesome for these films. I mean, look at what's been going on with the Fantastic Beasts franchise. Those movie that movie underperformed. The Hobbit. It was his idea to make it go from two to three films. It just isn't good. It's not good. Nope. Is that it for fan questions? Yeah, that was it. You got the vein coming out of your forehead. You're upset. <laughs> well, it's we're getting to a point where people are going to start losing their jobs, and it could, you know, before yes. the, 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 the issue. Well, you know, a lot of times, like when these moguls uh, and the higher-ups, higher-up executives at these places, you know, before they lose their job, the people who are actually working hard – to uh, make these things happen, uh, they lose their jobs. I mean, look at Zack Snyder. Look at you know. Look at. I'll say this: This man wanted to cut the No Man's Land sequence out of Wonder Woman, and it's considered one of the greatest se sequences in all of superhero films ever. That should say enough about this man not knowing how to run a studio, not allowing the filmmakers the. Not allowing them to do their job, basically. So, but what do I know? I'm just a fan. Me Clearly, so. you don't know what you want, Justin. Me uh, either. Clearly. <laughs> Kevin, funny last name, can tell me. Sushihara. Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna pay the no stuff. I should. I mean, what do you, think, Kyle? Do you think that? Do you think that the other films are in jeopardy right now? Uh, I mean, I definitely think there, there's at least a thinner line here than there was beforehand. Because uh, back back before Justice League, we're like, oh yeah, Wonder Woman was a smash hit. This everything's looking great, but now we're like, oh, this one's this is the worst performer out of all of them now. That that kind of just like undoes most of what Wonder Woman does almost. Uh, so now we're kind of back at this point where it's like, well, now what do we do now? Shut the universe um, down. Shut it down. Um, I mean, as much as I'd hate to see them just reboot everything, that's not the worst of ideas. But before they get to that point, they definitely need to look at their own infrastructure and see what's going on here. Because I remember we've, we've, been ha we've had these discussions before that they're supposedly a director-driven studio. And yet they have all these highly talented directors come in and then they're gone almost instantly saying that they just couldn't, they, they weren't allowed to do what they wanted to do. It's like, well... I wonder who's meddling with their affairs, not letting them do what they want to do. 
there's clearly an issue with the infrastructure at Warner Brothers. It's not really friendly to directors, not really friendly to... Uh, this is not a good environment for creating these kind of movies that people actually want to watch. Yeah, and, I mean, Affleck's gone. Like, I don't... We don't... None of us expect him to come back. Now there's rumors that Henry Cavill, he's like, eh, maybe. <laughs> maybe Depends if you give me a paycheck. Is. Exactly, yeah. Maybe if you back, like, a golden Ferrari up in my driveway. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, like, and, and he needs, I, 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 we talked before, and, like, I, I promise I wouldn't get into this, but he just needs to go, plain and simple. Get someone else in. I know Tom's looking for a new job. Yeah. <laughs> I need more jobs. Tom, we're going to pay you millions of dollars just to stand there and tell directors that what they're doing is shit and they need to change what they're doing. Cut cut it down. Shut the world down. Hey, I love being mean to people. <laughs> so, I mean, sounds like a job for me. I can make poor, this looks like a job for I, Tom. I can make poor decisions and be a dick while doing it. I mean... <laughs> If that sounds like something you want, Warner Brothers, I mean, you can find me. Hire this man. Yeah. It's, it's pretty much what you do on a daily basis at your current job, isn't it, Tom? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'm good at it. It's cool. You're pulling a Johnny Depp. Yeah. <laughs> Tom is actually Colin Farrell. I'm really, fu- I'm really method. I'm just method. Not method man, right? Well, I mean, I could be Method Man if I had to do that role. Um, so do we, do we have anything else we want to say before 102? I mean, 103 is over with. I plan on seeing the film again, and I'll say it again. I overall liked it. Solid B, B-plus for me. And... Uh, I wish I I really wish genuinely it would have did better in the box office. I I think it had the potential to, but they just kind of screwed the pooch with it. I I think it's there's so many factors into why it wasn't as you know successful at the box office, and it starts you know at the top. So Kyle, anything you you wanna yeah, I, I just will say, like, I get why people were disappointed with the movie. I get why people are apprehensive to go see it in the theaters. You know, like, trying to follow up a mediocre movie with a mediocre received movie doesn't really lend to good results time at the time at the time. Eventually, you know, you gotta, get, you gotta hit it out of the park. You gotta get people to look at the scores and make, oh, look at that. They had to go review it. I'm gonna go see it. Even, the, even though the last one was not great. Like, you can only go so far off of fan goodwill. I think this is the time when it finally broke. Um, I went into the movie with pretty much zero expectations and I actually was not disappointed. In fact, it exceeded the, the no expectations I had. So I, I enjoy the movie. I think I'll probably see it again eventually, but I totally understand where people are coming from. They're saying they don't like it or they're, they just don't want to go see it. Um, I've seen a lot on Twitter, like the fans, like really been asking for the Zack Snyder, like, cause like yesterday, there was leaks of like deleted scenes already put out there by VFX people, and like like now fans are like clamoring and like having petition signs of, for Warner Brothers to release the Kraken of the real Zack Snyder Justice League uh, film. So, like, remember, I, I, we, 
Remember when they released that um, cut Lex Luthor scene like the day after BBS came? I know. I On the internet. Yeah. So, I thought that was literally going to happen. I thought that because I got on Twitter. I was like, why is there a scene? I no fucking way. They're not doing that shit again, are they? Did they learn their lesson last time? We said stop doing that shit. Man. I swear that's what I thought. Because I've was, i been working like these long, crazy hours. I'm just like, what is going on? People are like, oh, my God, they should have left that in. But I was like, what? <laughs> and they're like, good scenes, too. I'm just like, what the? So, I don't know. Like, this this conversation will continue on. Because yes. things are going are gonna, to the, the dominoes are falling as we speak. So, that's all we can say about it, basically. So, episode 103 hey. is in the... Hey. So, hey. I, I was going to get to it. Hey. I was going to get to it. Are, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to get to it. Um, so, make sure that you hit www.shaylenonbatman.com. Make sure you read Drew's our, his opinion edition on uh, why Kevin Sushihara needs to leave. Definitely check that out. It's been all over the internet. Make sure you go find that. Make sure that if you are a fan of this podcast and want to help us out, with whatever you can, buying myself a new microphone yet again. Um, you hit our Patreon, which is at www.podcastempirenetwork.com forward slash. Uh, You're kind of close, but it's www.patreon.com forward slash podcast empire network. You still have the pen network, though, don't we? It is the, the Patreon. It is the Patreon. It it, it it floats around on the internet it's all highway. The same. It travels the internet highway. Um, like so a trucker. Gets around on the Batmobile. Yeah. Like Aquaman on the Batmobile? Aquaman on the Batmobile. That was pretty sweet. Um, make sure to do that. You can follow me on Twitter at Batman Shailen. You can follow our uh, Twitter page at Shailen on Bat. You can also find more articles, fan stuff, trailers on our two Facebook pages, Shailen on Batman and Shailen on Batman Culture. You can find Kyle at Looting Kyle. You can find Tom at Batman Base Slap. So that's it for 103. I am the knight. I am Batman.